name is Wazir. It's, it's and this is the Business Building Blocks Podcast. How you doing today? I'm fantastic. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Houston, Texas once again. Sunday. It's really good weather. It's like, what, 80 degrees outside? Yeah, it's a big transformation. <laughs> yeah. So we went from winter back to spring in one week. So yeah. we're feeling good. Usually we'll do it in one day. Yeah. And then by the nighttime, we'll go back to winter. Exactly. <laughs> So right now we're gearing up for this next week. We're gonna be going out of town. Yeah. Heading to the um Savings Day convention. Yeah, the Savings Day convention. Our annual convention for the Nation of Islam are those of us who are under the ministry of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And also associated with this year's Savings Day Convention is Hip Hop Detox. Yep, Hip Hop Detox. It'll be uh they're like a a, a I think they call it Behavioral Change Public Health Organization. And what they do is <laughs> they use hip-hop to, to to basically transform the youth. So they're having their 10-year anniversary, and I'll be performing at that. Shout-out to Brother Enoch Muhammad, the great Don of the uh, Hip-Hop Detox Organization. Yeah, it's a great event. The way he has it set up, it's, it's like something you've never seen. It's almost like a play or something. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to Savage Day, all the workshops. Oh, they did. We're actually going to be vending there. Yeah. And you are performing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already said, yeah. I'll be performing at the at the Hip Hop Detox. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's a real opportunity. It's because we're not just doing a business podcast. We're actually in business ourselves. Yeah. It's it's, it's time. It's game time. You know, we've been rehearsing all this time. We, we, we've been in the, in the gym preparing. But this is it's time for a practical application of all of the principles that we've been discussing uh, yeah, throughout the show. Everything we have prepared, we, we've we got new merchandise. We've got some CDs. Yeah. We're actually going to be out there with the books. Yeah. So these are things we talked about. This one, I'm listing it off. Like, we talked yeah. about having your inventory. You actually got to—do we actually end up getting a banner? Like, we have some banners yeah. and signs that we're going to have. Yeah, we got banners for Nation Products and yeah. nationproducts.com, our platinum sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a, a book uh, book a company, black bookstore, online virtual bookstore. But at the convention, we're going to be vending. So there's a there's a section of the um, the convention held at the McCormick, and that's where all the vendors go, and all the vendors are all the businesses. You see, and there's a mar- there's a market. You know, they call it pop up shopping. Yeah, yeah. The, the hip hop artists. Yeah, a lot of a lot of artists have pop up shops where they have their merchandise that's like promoting their album or their 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 collaborations with brands and stuff like that. They'll have mm-hmm. a pop up shop like Drake and uh, the Jordan brand, his thing, or or Tyler and uh, Converse and stuff like that. Well, this will be our ver- our um, pop up shop for Wazir, for NationProducts.com, and for Business Building Blocks. Because we actually do want to go out there, and while we're out there, we want to meet up with other businesses and maybe do, like, some mini interviews or go live with them yeah. and talk to them about what they're doing. So it's, yeah. a, it's a huge opportunity, yeah. and, and and we want to talk about in this episode conventions and uh, fairs and, and how a business can use that as a—for, you know, to, to grow their business. Let's, let's, let's go back to the uh, economic blueprint. And I wanted to read again those points. The economic blueprint is a section 
chapter in Message to the Black Man, Message to the Black Man in America, written by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And he gave us some points that will make us successful economically. And, and, and we went over it uh, in a previous episode. We're going we're gonna to review that again. Number one, recognize the necessity for unity and group operations activities. So that's what a convention is, is a, is a group. Us all over the nation come together. We convene in Chicago. Okay. And number two, pool your resources physically as well as financially. So, again, we physically there. We driving in. We, we flying in. Uh, we getting there however we can from all across the country and some even international. We have uh, representatives from uh, London, England and from the Caribbean and from uh, Africa and other places around the world. So we, we, we convene physically as well as financially. We pool our resources. Okay, and then he says, stop wanting the criticism of everything that's black-owned and operated. That's that self-defeating mentality where we talk, we talk against ourselves while we, we go spend money with others. If we want to be successful, we have to change our conversation. We have to change our mentality, you see, to start again falling in love with ourselves and falling in love with black business because we generate over $1.1 trillion collectively in this country. And so we, if we want to circulate that uh, money, that spending power, that purchasing power, if we want to circulate it, the only way we can circulate it is if we circulate it with another black business. Otherwise, it leaves our community. So if we want to benefit from that, we got to spend with each other. So we have to fall in love with each other. Number four, keep in mind jealousy destroys from within. Can't be envious and jealous of the Joneses. No hating. No hating. <laughs> no Joe Buttoning. You ever heard that song? <laughs> Call him Look, Joe Migos, Button. The Migos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, shout out to Joe Budden. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we all have our five minutes of fame. Yeah. You know, we might be hot now. The next generation is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the culture continues, right? We just want to make our contribution. Right. Number five, observe the operation of the white man. He is successful. He makes no excuses for his failure. He works hard in a collective manner. You do the same. It talks about learning from the white man. It's obvious he's successful economically. You, know, you see it, it all around us. The way he went about it may be evil or demonic, you know, committing genocide, enslaving a whole uh, uh, race of people. Colonizing. Colonizing, raping and pillaging and robbing and stealing and lying and manipulating. But in terms of business, he's the king of the hill in terms of business. And trade. I love how he said observed operations, and then he gave an example about like not making excuses when working hard. He works hard in a collective mm-hmm. manner. So that it's almost like that was you know he said observe, but then he he gave you an observation. I just right. <laughs> so I, I like I like that that was. And then you know uh, don't make excuses. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have uh, uh, obstacles and challenges. But if you want to be successful. You have to meet and overcome those. Nobody's interested in what your your failure story is. 
how you failed. <laughs> they ain't not interested in that. They're only interested in how you overcame. Nobody wanted to hear. Yeah, because that's what makes an excuse. An excuse is just uh, an obstacle that you that you failed to overcome. Yeah, and you and you call and you kind of scapegoat and went like, oh, I didn't do that because it is. But yeah. every successful person has many obstacles. Yeah. That's why nobody want to hear excuses because everybody everybody and got then, something they got to deal you with. You can learn from it. Yeah. Even if if the only thing you learn is that that doesn't work, so you don't keep doing that same thing again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to change, make adjustments. You're going to have to strategize in order to overcome. You know, most businesses fail for several reasons. Um, one is a lack of uh, capital, lack of finance. And number two is poor management. Well, I, I think number one is poor management because you fail to plan. Mm. And you, you fail to, to identify what your cost will be. To anticipate, what are, what are, what are my costs going to be, and what is my projections of income? What do they need to be in order to pay the cost of doing business? There is a cost of doing business. You know, goods and services. I mean, products, whatever you're going to um, sell. Uh, your building. You know, salaries, payroll. You know, <laughs> equipment. These are costs. Right. You know, even even uh, what they call uh, shrinkage or theft, theft, uh, loss. Mm-hmm. You have loss due to theft, you know, or vandalism, you know, so. Or yeah. like a, a natural disaster. I know a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. in Houston, a lot of businesses got flooded, so they had to, you know, factor in that time, the time that they wasn't open mm-hmm. and doing those repairs to get back up and running. And then you got to factor in in order to anticipate that I need to get insurance. I need to insure this, you know. Uh, so then in your plan, then you put that line item in there because you anticipate it. And they got to anticipate that trends will change. Say like, because uh, I was just like, like I seen a, a video store the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's like an old school thing, like a, like a movie rental place. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of, uh, you know, Blockbuster. Yeah. And how they had the the stronghold in the industry until Netflix came around, yeah. and now they're like out of business. It's like one, yeah. I think it's one blockbuster left somewhere, but I think it's just like a, but because they didn't project and see that clearly, mm-hmm. nobody gonna be renting DVDs and, and no then more. Those little red box, yeah, those red box vending machines where you can rent the movie for a dollar, yeah. So put uh, them out of business. Yeah. But if they would have saw that, had foresight, they could have been like, let's put all our videos online and stream them. Yeah, and but they could have still been around. But they didn't make that adjustment. So, yeah. If we scroll down, another thing I want to talk about, oh, no, no, not that far. We're still in the economic blueprint. Uh, it's the last chapter. Here you go. Here you go. I just started reading here. Oops. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this since his words are so valuable. It says, if there are six or eight Muslims with knowledge and experience of the grocery business, pool your knowledge. Open a grocery store and you'll work collectively and harmoniously. And Allah God will bless you with success. If there are those with the knowledge of dressmaking, merchandising, trades, maintenance, pool such knowledge, do not be ashamed to ask to seek guidance and instruction from the brothers or sisters who have more experience, education, and training than you have, except his or her assistance. The white man spends his money with his own kind, which is natural. 
You too must do this. Help to make jars for your own kind. Take a lesson from the Chinese and the Japanese and go give employment and assistance to your own kind when they are in need. This is the first law of nature. Defend and support your own kind. True Muslims do this because the so-called American Negro has become deceived and misled. He has become a victim of deception. He is today in the worst economic condition of North America. Unemployment is mounting, and he feels it most. He has he assisted in reducing himself to his present insecure economic condition. You, the black man, are the only members of the human race that deliberately walk past the place of businesses of your own kind, a black man, and, and spend your dollars with your natural enemy. The so-called American Negro has never in history of America been so... Um, I'm, I'm reading from Message to the Black Man. Known to boycott or criticize the white man as he does his own kind. He thus shows love for his enemy and hatred for his own kind. Mm. He says here, a true Muslim would never boycott the place of business of his fellow Muslim or black brother. A true Muslim is proud of the law of... Uh, no, he's proud of the success of his brothers and sisters. He recognizes that the, their success is his success. And he recognizes the law of Islam. If one brother has a bowl of soup, you have half that soup. Mm. And this is reprinted from Message to the Black Man, uh, 1965. The year of 1965. Man, we should read that every day. <laughs> Everybody should read that once a day to reinstill that. We can't That's powerful. Boycott. We can't boycott ourselves. We're supposed to be boycotting our enemies. Right. So if somebody give you bad service at a black business, you can't say I'm through with, it, with them forever. I'm through with black businesses. Well, what's wrong with you? That's why I don't fool with black business. They don't, I don't mess with them. You know? <laughs> but you are... Uh, you you are destroying yourself and your children. Just but I you know I get and we need to treat as black businesses. We need to treat our people well. Yeah. I think when you comfortable, what, what what's the quote? Um, familiarity breeds contempt. So I think w sometimes when black people see other black people coming to their business, they real loose. Oh whatever man, hey, you know yeah. it's real loose. But you go to other places. Hi sir, How, uh, uh, yeah. you know it's real. You know you know because. They, they doing always, the most. I always use that in, in drive through. <laughs> drive through. Uh, when you're at the when you're at the machine ordering, yeah. they can't see you. Hi, you want to help you, sir? I help you, help you, mom. They have all the customer service in play. But when you pull around to the window, where they get a chance to see your black stuff, oh, yeah. you're black like me. Oh, what you want? <laughs> Here you go. They might throw the money at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. What happened to all the customer service? It went out the window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just you. Oh, I thought you was somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you was a real customer. Yeah. You just say N-word like me. Yeah, so we we can't do that. And then also, <laughs> I, but you still keep going back. One place that I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but it's a black-owned place, right? Is no, it black-owned? This, this happened everywhere. They do treat us a little different. What happens is, it's not the place of business; it's the people. Mm. If we work at a black business, if I'm in if I'm in line at a at, at a at a store, and it's multiracial, so you got white folks, you got other races in front of you in line, 
and the cashiers uh, using what they're, they're trained, their customer service. Mm-hmm. Hi, how may I help you? Next, thank you very much. Then when they get to you, they don't speak, and they don't say thank you. Why? Well, you know, you're just another N-word. I'm going to say thank you to other people, but you, I don't have to. And I don't, I don't understand well, I do understand that we don't we, love each other. Right. It was that It was that other point from up there. That, what point was that? The self-love? Yeah. The, the, the one, you know, what was that? One criticism. Stop one criticism of everything that's black-owned operated. Yeah. But I think the, the root of that is probably like just self-love in general, black self-love. Yeah. So maybe when we when we dealing with each other in, in that aspect, it comes out a little bit like, you know. And then sometimes they'll say, what's up? They just looser, yeah. Because we black, I don't have to say, how may I help you? You just say, you know, what's up? Which, Which I, ain't under, bad, I yeah. understand that, that that we acknowledge that we're both black. But now that's not lower our value. We're not less in value. Yeah. You know, we don't, in business, we still have to retain our value. Because the really, the, the, the so important that the customers, you retain that customer service, so that uh, they, you can have repeat business. And it, it can be a pleasant experience. So now when that customer leaves, they want to come back. They don't want to come back and see you all, oh, man, I'm not staying because the service is bad. Right. You know, and the service is bad just because I'm black. You know, we discriminate against ourselves. We, we must stop that. We must acknowledge it first that we're doing that. Right. And then we must... Uh, Make sure we give our people the service that we give her, really better service. And we're, really, we need to go sit up shop ourselves, and, and you know, still away from that job, because you learn you're doing all of it anyway. You running somebody else's businesses, making them profit. You're only receiving a salary. So when, what we thought about about this episode, we thought about talking about starting your business if you start your business out. In the beginning, you may not be able to afford a building. You know, like we have uh, websites. And then we take our products, our goods, and we may be able to attend a community event where we set up a table and we sell from the table. We do it every day, I mean, every week at our mosque. We set up vending. Right. And that was a part of growing up for me. Being at the vending table, buying from the vending table. Yeah. You know. But we have community events of uh, fairs in the community. What is it? The Pan-African Festival. Kwanzaa is a Kwanzaa, big one. Kwanzaa, yeah. Um, um, these, these uh, and it may even be a show. But you can go out into the community and, and uh, you can vend at the conventions uh, in the trade show. And then we talked about what a convention is. Um, a convention is when people come together, usually in, in large groups, uh, for a common cause. Now, it could be a religious convention, or it can be a, a organization. It can be a political group. I've seen, uh, most people have heard of like Comic-Con, people dressing up, going to that mm-hmm. convention. Mm-hmm. Or like, we have one in Houston, the oil and gas one is yeah, one. Oil, that's a big one. I, was, I seen these ladies, they was, uh, there was a convention, and they were, I was like, what are y'all here for? They was like, we're here for the knitting and quilting company. And I was yeah. like, what y'all doing? I was like, y'all looking at yarn and stuff? They was like, yep, and needles. And I'm like, man, they have conventions for every industry. 
every if, single if, industry. If look, now, now in Houston, you know, we have NRG where the uh, where they play football. The Texans play football. These convention centers are used for athletic sports, but they're also used for business. That's the same place we have the uh, oil and gas convention. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's also where we have the uh, livestock, the show and rodeo that's coming up. Which, that's a convention in itself. And we have the largest show and rodeo in the world right here in Houston. It's huge. Yeah, they have concerts, they have a carnival, yeah. they have cook-offs, and yeah, all of this barbecue, is... Barbecue. <laughs> yeah. And, but the restaurants, they benefiting from the from that. Yeah. The entertainment aspect, they benefiting from the concert part. Yeah. And Usually then they, the concerts at night, night and the livestock show is during the day. So and they selling them cows and all cows, that. Cows, yeah. sheep, all type of different domesticated animals. Hogs and, you know... I didn't realize that the rodeo is just a convention for the livestock yeah, industry. For the, yeah, it's for the livestock <laughs> industry. And they making big money. Like I say, one one cow can be ten, twenty thousand dollars for one cow. And that's 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 not one that's winning. The one that win the competition might be worth a hundred thousand. Man. Because it has the right genes. It's like the the horses when you do the uh, the races, you know, the derbies or whatever. And those prize horses have the right genes. And then and uh, then that that horse is worth a lot of money because you breed with that you yeah, breed yeah you want to breed thousands of dollars each each horse. Then you have different types. You have uh, cattle that's bred for beef, and then cattle that's bred for milk. Different types, and then you know Texas is known for the Longhorn mm-hmm. uh, cattle. You know, uh, and that was a beef cattle they were mm. known for. Um, it's going to come back. Gonna but the uh, that's what we want to talk about. Yeah. We have to enter into those trade shows and those conventions. And even if we are not large, we start where we are. We got to get engaged. We got to get started. Oftentimes we think that in order to be in business, we have to be a big business. Right. You don't have to be a large business to be in business. You know, if you had a... a you know, the little hot dog stands or the little food carts. At, at uh, and We talk about sporting events. Or sometimes you'll see them in parks or uh, places like that, amusement parks or either regular parks. Uh, we even had them at college campuses, food carts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. food trucks and everything. Yeah. And then you can graduate to car, uh, trucks, and then eventually they uh, build, you build up your clientele to a restaurant. You can do a restaurant. You can have a physical location. I, there's one restaurant, well, there's plenty of restaurants that have done that, but started as uh, just carts and made their way all the way yeah. to, to actual physical restaurants. And then we talked uh, in, in a few episodes ago about the Uber Eats and those apps that's delivering the food. Right. And... In the past, you may not have been able to compete with these chains that had their own delivery drivers, like Domino's Pizza or these uh, restaurants that had their own uh, drivers delivering right. their food. With the apps, you can register with the apps, and now you have a service that that's driving it out to you, and you got a big opportunity for more customers, more clientele. I used to love when I was doing that, when I used to deliver that food. I used to go to... Ethiopian restaurants mm-hmm. and like like uh, Caribbean restaurants that are very small. Like 
You walk in there all late. This they children in there playing. There's really nobody in there, but the kitchen in there. Kitchen moving, whipping up. <laughs> they making a lot of money, and nobody knows about yeah. that place. They just get some good photos taken, and they register with them. Like yeah. I have a friend who's a who's a photographer. That's his business, and one of his biggest clients is um either DoorDash or one of these delivery companies. And he so goes. Door, DoorDash is one. Favor is one. Right. Uber Eats is another one. Right. And they hire him, my friend, to go around and take mm -hmm. pictures for their website. So mm -hmm. anytime a restaurant registers, they send out a photographer. I found out. Okay. So you, they'll even set that up for you. So he went. And he does that for them. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. This is. So you never know how things. And, and those of you that are conscious, you know, we we you know the movie out now, uh, the Black Panther movie, and it's a futuristic story about us being in power, us being governing ourselves, and then with high uh, technology or futuristic uh, knowledge. Uh, so that's a real possibility, the things that we're talking about, but we have to act on them. I, love, I can't wait to see that movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's, so, it's so cool how to see black people going out and dressing up and doing the whole thing. It's like, it's like we... We want to do, we want black stuff. You it's can time. <laughs> you, can, you can tell by the response to the movie that it's time. Yeah. We have a desire, a hunger for us to do something greater than what we're doing now. It's our time. So then we got to rise to the occasion. We have to get that knowledge and, and start acting out on these desires to have a better life. Because... In that movie, just from the trailer I seen, they have their own structures and skyscrapers, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That stuff exists now for other people. Other, yeah. These other people got that already, but we can have it. You know, we, we can have our own. Because yeah. they, you look at du Dubai and stuff like that. Yeah, those are just people, just like we people. We just got to get yeah. ourselves organized, and and I think we're gonna do it. Images like that inspire we're people. Like we're talking about, we have that convention. The Savings Day Convention. That's like Wakanda right now. It's black. It's <laughs> yeah. black, right? We're doing it ourselves. Yeah. We're financing it ourselves. We're attending it ourselves. We don't have corporate or government sponsorship. And it's in like a, the main event is in the stadium, right? Yeah. And then uh, Hip Hop Detox is our own thing. Yeah. You know black how a major, major record company uh, uh, financing that? Yeah, we, you We're financing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't see Sprite banners or nothing like that at that event. It'll be black-owned businesses and different things like that. By the way, I would like to go ahead and, and talk about our sponsors again. Okay. Nationproducts.com. Go to the website, nationproducts.com, and pick you up some uh, books to build your library for your children. We got to empower our children with knowledge, uh, particularly this book. We talked about it before. This is Books and Bricks. Books and Bricks. With Books and Bricks. How Booger T. Washington built a school. You know, Booger T. Washington built Tuskegee Institute. And he had an, a vision that he was inspired by the story of the children of Israel being made to make bricks in Egypt. So blacks made bricks under Booger T. Washington leadership. And... Uh, entered the brick masonry trade, dominated the trade, you know, really revolutionized, uh, uh, raised the standard of living in Alabama. Because before then, most people couldn't afford a brick home. So you can imagine we coming in and transforming it. So we raised the level of condition of not just blacks, but even whites. 
and in Alabama, and we built our own university, financed it from our own work. Mm. Brooks, I mean books and bricks. Uh, check this title out. It's on the website at nationproducts.com. And another book I would like to draw your attention to is Brick by Brick. And this is written by Charles Smith. Uh, it talks about the slaves building the White House, building the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Slaves built the Capitol. Mm. You know, we need to know that because we were not just ignorant. We were the architects, the builders of this civilization, not just ancient civilizations. We built this civilization. We had all the trades. We dominated all the trades. And uh, we built this country for others. What could we do for ourselves? And and our children must know this history. It's been it's been hidden, but now we need to draw attention to it, brick by brick. Brick. Go to the uh, website. And I also want to draw your attention to a case for separation by Warren F. Muhammad. We and and we in Black History Month. Right. We learn a lot about the integration movement. We learn a, a lot about marching for civil rights. But we don't learn a lot about the concept of separation or black nationalism. And if you we're talking about the Black Panthers, do you know a lot about the Black Panther Party? You know, we we learn again about integration, but what do you know about nationalism? What do you know about us setting up our own political party? Because the Black Panther Party was an actual political party. It was not just an organization, a community are doing community service. They asked it was a political party. So then we want economic and political freedom. Mm. So go to nationproducts.com. And I also like to speak about public service announcement, the Final Call newspaper. Black media. Go to finalcall.com. And there also is a digital version that you can subscribe to. It's called the finalcalldigital.com. And this is a newspaper produced by Minister Farrakhan in the Nation of Islam, published by Minister Farrakhan in the Nation of Islam. But it's a newspaper dedicated to our community. And it, it covers news in this country and internationally as it affects us. So we need to, and these, these are actual facts. It's news told from our perspective. But the, this factual news, what you find in the mainstream media is what Mr. Trump called fake news, a corporate-sponsored news. So they have an agenda. You know, they want to legalize marijuana. So they start telling you how are they decriminalizing marijuana. But they have engineered the marijuana plant to make you more feminine, the males. Make mm. my males more feminine and females more masculine. Mm. And they're not going to tell you how the U.S. government and the military have uh, genetically engineered the marijuana. Um, but they're going to use the media to promote the decriminalization of marijuana and encourage use. And look at all of the blacks that was incarcerated with the war on drugs. Right, right. Now you want to legalize it. So they can make money off of yeah, it. Yeah, so but... you can make money off of it, and also you can, you can pacify us. I always thought about that... Uh, they make money off everything damaging 
like say cigarettes. Like if a black yeah. person owned cigarettes, <laughs> they would put them. <laughs> cigarettes would be so illegal if like it would be like heroin if if a black person owned yeah. owned cigarette. Owned and, the, and you know the reason why <laughs> marijuana became illegal. Because they thought it was going to cause white women to want to have sexual relations with black men. Well, that, I heard so, that. <laughs> that's one thing. And I heard that the, 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 the man, marijuana is not only to be, it's not only used for smoking. The, the, the hemp plant it yields a better, like it creates plastics, it creates uh, paper, and it's a better source of paper than trees. But the man who owned the company that make trees was like, y'all ain't about to take my whole company. So he started... They start funding the propaganda on it like that, and they use like a lot of they use black people to, as a scapegoats for that. Yeah. But in reality, it was it was gonna put the the tree business. It was gonna put the trees out of business. Affect them, yeah, man. and he he ain't want that. I forgot his name though. But well, yeah, you have that's why you have uh, businesses warfare. Yeah, and so they use they use media for their own corporate. Uh, greed, they got their corporate interests, and they also finance political campaigns and get the the elected officials to vote in favor of corporate interests. This is what lobbying is all about. So they spend a lot of money in lobbyists lobbying to get uh, these laws changed in order to make it legalized. Um, but they have a motive. The same with drugs. The pharma, big pharma, yeah, pharmaceutical. They 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 get all these drugs. Um, passed. But that's the final call news. I was about to say, I forgot. <laughs> we way we, off the we, <laughs> we learn about these, we, we learn about news like this. And Through the we, final call. <laughs> we increase our knowledge by reading the final call. But before we go, I would like to talk about the economic blueprint. But not, not just what's in message to the black man. The fund, the Muhammad's economic blueprint. Economic blueprint is a fund. Economicblueprint.org. Economicblueprint.org is a fund established by Minister Farrakhan and Nation of Islam to purchase farmland. This farmland will be used as a basis for economic development because all of your natural resources to make anything comes from the earth. And uh, this is what we need. Otherwise, we'll be a middleman. We have to depend on others to provide for us our businesses. So all manufacturing is going to require uh, raw resources that come from the land. We need land. We need it for agriculture. We need it for livestock. We talked about livestock. And we need it for all other industries, whether it's energy, uh, whether it's uh, even water, you know, um, with all diamonds. Uh, precious metals, trees, even a marijuana plant. You got to have some land to grow that marijuana plant from. So we need land. The cows, the the sheep, the goats. We need land. That's bottom line. We want to start with 200 million acres. Only taxing ourselves. We pay the we pay the black tax five cents a day. The tax in Houston, sales tax in Houston. Is eight point two five percent. That means it's eight dollars, eight and a quarter pennies per dollar spent. So every dollar you spend in Houston, you're gonna spend eight cents in taxes per dollar. How many dollars do we spend in a day? If you left home on the bus, you <laughs> you can't make it off of uh, one dollar. So you're gonna spend more 
in taxes in one day with others? And what, what kind of progress are we making? We're waiting on Mr. Trump to invest in, in us. He cutting everything. Yeah. I heard recently they're trying to cut the um, the food stamps, and then they just give you food. But I'm trying to think, like, that sounds like, I don't know. You can't really trust What's going to be in that box? That government cheese? That yeah. big old block, block of government cheese that they have, they have docked it? And it seemed like if you wanted to... If you wanted to control exactly what somebody was eating, it seemed like that would be the way to do it. Like yeah, if you want, like you know what I mean. You the, they give you the box from the food bank, but that's outdated stuff from the stores. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what what's going to be the quality of that food uh, that Trump is allowing, uh, uh, offering you? So really, you're being offered death, and Minister Farrakhan's offering you life, fresh fruits and vegetables. And and we already have a farm, Muhammad Farm. It's already in yeah, it's, it's already yeah. in motion. You know, you can get your staple goods from the farm, uh, Muhammad Farm. And and at the workshop phase of the convention, each ministry, uh, trade and commerce, uh, ministry of agriculture, uh, ministry of art and culture, they have workshops, and they're gonna go over these things because we building the nation. This, this, this happened to be just an a, a intellectual exercise. We're actually doing what we're talking about. And then we're looking at what Wakanda really in the making. Like, it's, if you really wanted to be, like, we learned about the pilgrims and all this kind of stuff, we in that time for us right now. Like, this yeah. is the beginning of what, in the future, they're going to look back at this time like they're going to be glad that we did this. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Like, I like what you said about the pilgrims because a pilgrim, is a person that's on a religious voyage, a religious journey. Mm. And we are God-centered. You know, uh, all of this, we thank Allah for for this. You know, and so we're doing this under God. Mm. We're trying to establish a righteous government based on freedom, justice, and equality. And um, Side note, you know what I noticed real recently and I felt real dumb for it? What? You know the you know how you go around uh, certain Muslims and they always saying Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And when you come around the nation, we're always saying all praises due to Allah. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I was like, I looked up what Alhamdulillah like, meant, man. and it meant all praises. I'm like, oh, we just said the same thing. <laughs> we just said it in English. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's why we always saying all praises due to Allah, and that's why they always saying Alhamdulillah. And I didn't even realize, I didn't notice that yeah. my whole life. This is probably like. Two weeks ago, and I'm just like, oh, you know, you know, a lot of things is creeping into the general society, but the origin is from the nation of Islam, like woke and black, like brother, yeah, brother, brother. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad had us to call each other brother and sister, and now we all saying bro, bro. We even call it sisters, bro. I don't understand that. But the sister's a sister and the brother's a brother. You know, let's keep that clear. Yeah. But we call each other brother. And our brother almost is synonymous with black because when, when a white person see you, they call you brother. I do they not like that. Brother. Oh, that was a brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the brother's black, you know. Uh, so It's, uh, it's so, many, so much slang that come from... from from the nation and it's kind of crazy if people don't even realize that yeah. the craziest one is the woke one because wasn't we always yeah, wake at the mission wake, wake up black man. wake and, up wake up and, and, and that was like common knowledge is like stay woke and it's like Spike Lee did a movie back in the 80s uh, I think it was called School Days or something 
and the way the movie uh, came wake on. Up. Wake up, yeah. right? wake up. So wake up been around. This is Donald Elijah Muhammad said this was just a wake up message. His, his whole ministry, the first 40 years, was a wake up message. And then he said after him would come the executioners. One of the minister Farrakhan, we have to implement, we got to institute and implement what he taught, what he laid an f- example and a foundation for. And I, I always remember Minister Farrakhan saying he'll be the winner, dead or alive. Yeah. And he'll be the winner whether people acknowledge that they're getting it from him or not. <laughs> so people will do what we're talking about but won't give it credit, but it's still being done. That's what I, that's what I think is cool, too. And I think of, of, of that being the will of God. Yeah. His will is going to be done. And then the children of Israel who rebelled against Moses and Aaron, he 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 allowed them or caused them to wander in the wilderness for forty years, and he he waited for the, that generation to die off because of their rebellion, and so then he took their children. I take your children to the promised land. Yeah, <laughs> since you rejected the father, we rejected the most honorable Elijah Muhammad in Black History Month. They don't even mention him. Mm-mm. And look at all of the people. This all this whole nationalism you start talking about the so-called conscious movement. It came from the work of the Muslims, and even during the time of the civil rights movement, he was building. You know, like Noah. Why are you building an ark on dry land? Mm. You know, so why are you building a nation in a nation? Everybody laughed and mocked at him. <laughs> so they was doing that before you was born. Before I was born, when I was a child, they was still he still building that art, you know. And uh, that's a good point because that means something is about to happen to this other nation that's not gonna be so stable. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not gonna be like this well, forever. It's not gonna be water. It's gonna be fire next time. <laughs> it's gonna be water. It'll be fire next time. So if you're looking for a big, well, it was it was water in Houston. <laughs> Man, that was real. It was a flood. But uh, we have to begin to do for self or suffer the consequences. And really, when you're talking about giving credit, I gotta give credit. That's what the building business building block. It comes from. It's come from me studying under the teachings of the of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Minister Farrakhan. The economic blueprint that we talk about every week. That's almost a mission statement, really. That's the message <laughs> to the black man, you know. It is the mission statement. It's, it's under the Ministry of Trade and Commerce. Yeah. And that's the workshop I would like to attend. I would like to align my the business building blocks with sub uh, subordinate this show. I lend this show to the the trade and commerce of our nation. We want to do trade with each other. We want to do commerce with one another, and we want to do commerce and trade with other nations throughout the Caribbean, Central and South America, Asia, Africa, you know, even and, Europe. And, even and, and we're talking about conventions and trade shows. That's, That's right. what a convention is. It's a trade show. You show up there and you be like, oh, you got that? I got this. And then you trade. Like Let's trade. The CES convention that happens every January, I've always tuned into that because that's the electronics uh, and they always debuting new cameras and new stuff like that that I'm into. But um, from that, from that is how everybody finds out about the next technology that's going to drop and everybody's already ready to spend their money on it. Or people go there and they they align themselves with companies that's like 
okay, y'all about to come out with that. I have this and we can pair up. And, you know, so that's what's great about these conventions. It's like you never know who you will run into. And and like we read in the, uh, what, what was that message to the black man? Or was, what, yeah, message to the black man. We could learn from people who are doing what we doing yeah. just at like a level that we not necessarily yeah, at it, yet. It don't have to be. Yeah. It don't have to be a black the black expo, which we want to support. We need to go to the expo, black expo too. But we need to uh, attend as many trade shows, conventions, because we're in business. We're not just in business uh, one day a week or, or one weekend out the month. We want to be full time engaged because eventually. We want to be independent and self-sufficient, self-determining. So that means we have to work all the time in our own interests. I'm just thinking of another one. I remember in high school, everybody used to go to the sneaker summit. Mm-hmm. And there used to be people who are in the sneakers would go there. They would bring their shoes and they would trade them with each other. Yeah. So that it's like all it's so many industries that have... Com- every, every industry. Yeah, I every would, industry. I would, I, would, I would think that every industry have it. So whatever you do... Look at the way a city is made. City, a city is a marketplace. When you have the, like, FM 1960, that's a farm road, 1960. That's what the FM stands for. And farm to market. You leave the uh, the uh, the farmland, what we call the country, where you produce your, your crops, and you bring it from the farm to the city, the city is the marketplace. Okay, you notice that most cities are built where there's a port, a, a waterway, a waterway, a railway. So we have the Port of Houston. New York, you got the port in New York City. In New Orleans, you got the port in New Orleans. You see, in Los Angeles, there's a port. It's usually a port right there. A river, we have the Gulf, ocean. I wonder- because the, the barges, the ships... They loading and unloading uh, goods. They putting them on the railway or they putting them on trucks, trailers and trucks. So the whole point of a city is that it's just a, a hub for economic... Activity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so what it's about. That's the whole thing. Except for us, we sleeping. And everybody get... And it, it, they making billions and trillions of dollars that's going on around us, all this activity, and we labor and we consumer. We, we love consumers. We 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 rep the sports team and stuff, dumb yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. That we don't even realize the whole point of this. We say it's our <laughs> team, you know, but yeah. the team is privately owned. Yeah, the city taxed the, the citizens to build the arena, and the the organization, the NFL, the NBA, they are nonprofit. So Man. so then the they're not paying any taxes. But the citizens paying the taxes to build their arenas so that some private owner or owning the team can make money and dump all his costs on the taxpayer. Then the taxpayer show up at the arena and pay for parking, pay for vending, and pay that high ticket price. And talk about my team. But it ain't you. You just got played. You know? Man. <laughs> but that's the secret of the uh, sport industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to be owners. You know, we we not just players. You look on the court, on the field, you, it's black. <laughs> you know, it look like that plantation. You look at the stands and you don't see very many of us because we can't afford the ticket. Yeah. We can't afford the skybox where the master's looking out over his, his players. 
Right, right, right. Exactly, yeah. And right now, what's going on is the All Star, All Star, um, you know, the NBA All Stars. Yeah, and you go to that. Look at the um, the <laughs> like you look at the celebrity basketball game. Anything yeah. out there is, is really a black it, event. <laughs> yeah, it's all talent. It's all yeah, skills. You yeah. know? And people are capitalizing on it. Like I seen a big Adidas. Um, Adidas made a court for the celebrity game, and it's super it's dope design, and it got the Adidas logo. And I'm just looking at all these black people on this. And, look, and I'm you, like, look all, like, you talk about the corporations. Yeah. So the corporations that you are the mascot for. Yeah. You know, you wearing a, a Adidas sneaker and you part of the commercial. You like that mannequin in the in the mall that's in the window. You know, you dead, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but you selling his 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 product. You advertising his product that you don't own. That's like them Balenciaga shoes that cost like a thousand, some crazy amount of money mm-hmm. for the shoes. And they ugly shoes. They're really ugly shoes. Everybody know that. But What's, what should be beautiful <laughs> is what we own. Yeah, exactly. We should make what we own beautiful. Because that's not pretty <laughs> to be like the buddy end of the joke. You know, I think uh, a commentator on Fox News, LeBron James, uh, him and another ball player was doing a commentary on another show, and she talked about uh, him and uh, the other player talking about politics, about Mr. Trump. She's a conservative, racist comment, comment on Fox Network. And she said, well, he just needs to shut up and dribble. <laughs> he needs to shut up and dribble. LeBron James, like, you can't comment on this racist president. You need to just Keep your mouth shut about politics. Keep playing. You know, they give you a, you give a child a toy to play with while adult, adults take care of serious, mature business. They're going to govern the country. They're going to govern the world and give you a ball to play with. You're not supposed to speak about politics and religion. That's taboo. Our slaves can't talk about uh, politics and religion. Uppity niggers. Yeah, you need to talk <laughs> about the weather or you need to talk about who won the game. Yeah. But don't try to talk about you governing, you trying to run something. We really came out, we execute. They just want you to talk about, like, yeah, go outside <laughs> what happened and in play. the game. Yeah. yeah go, go dribble that ball, boy. That's crazy. They super bold. But you know what I think, too? <laughs> they know if you get black people mad, it creates energy. Mm-hmm. So that, I think a lot of times they being so blunt, you know, Flagrant with the, that's how they feel too. Well, I Mr. know they. Farrakhan said the mask of civility is being removed. They don't know, they're real. The real them are coming out of. We're seeing their anger. Yeah, because uh, white supremacy is failing. Their whole world is built on white supremacy is collapsing. Is imploding. Yeah, nobody agrees. Nobody. <laughs> nobody believes in that. And they, they even protesting <laughs> the Black Panther movement. They crazy. They saying that it's racist. You know that we uh, is it a is it a cartoon? Uh, uh, it's a super, superhero movie. Superhero character, and look at all of the superheroes they had that were white, and we never protested. We get one now. They they even made Jesus white, the they, greatest superhero, <laughs> and, and 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 we went along with it. Yeah, the, the savior himself. <laughs> yeah, the savior himself, the great white hope, but. And they just put that Cleopatra. They tried to whitewash Cleopatra. It's like, dang, these people crazy. Who? They, nobody, be, but nobody believed it. Everybody no. drug them the whole day. Y'all yeah. stupid. Nobody, nobody believes that. No. Like it's not the time for that. They, is really they, over. They, 
trying to do the same thing that they did in the past to deceive us because they, our time has come. And, and we are recognizing that. And as we're recognizing that, the whole world is changing. The whole world now is desiring this new futuristic world. It's going to happen now. It's not just a superhero. It's really our future. The 40 years is up. You know, the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. From the time the Honorable Elijah Muhammad left, there was uh, three years. When it's fair, can't talk about uh, three days. You know, and then he rose again. So he rose up in 1977. From 1977 to 2017, it's 40 years. 40 years of Minister Farrakhan's ministry. But 40 years of us wandering in the wilderness after we rebelled against Donald Elijah Muhammad. We rejected him. And we murmured against Aaron, which is Donald Minister Louis Farrakhan. And now the children the Joshua generation, is entering the promised land. It's time now. Yeah, and it's just the beginning. We we talk about the modern means and methods uh, of letting a lion out. Is that what it yeah. was? But we only, like, the Internet is now, what, 20 years old? Mm-hmm. Now, go 20 years from now, and I don't think we know what we about to see. Like, okay. something is coming more that this is modern now. Yeah. But 20 years from now? Right. It just might look like Wakanda. We don't know what yeah. we about to... And all the young people, that, black children that are in math and science, yeah. this is what they learning this stuff for because this stuff is going to be brought out of us in the, yeah. in the next two decades. And, and if you want your children to be a part of that prosperous future, you must invest in your children. And that means you need to get them educated properly. Got to start starting at home. Don't wait till they go to school. When they go to school, they might get miseducated. They, their history might be hidden from them in school. Don't trust the school system to teach what we ought to teach our own children. So we need to teach our own children. That's what uh, Nation Products is all about. We go about and we search those titles. We search for titles, and this it's, it's a treasure hunt to go and find books with our face on it. Mm-hmm. So, and... and that's, that means we have a responsibility to tell our own story. We need to write more. We would say, well, there's not enough blacks, uh, movies, and movie stars receiving these uh, Academy Awards. Well, we need to put out more Black independent movie. yeah. movies, and we need, to award, we need to create our own awards show. Because he might award you for being a slave. He might give you a reward for being a pimp or a prostitute. Yeah, uh, getting getting raped by your slave master or yeah. something. But you, get, you know, you you get your Oscar. No, uh, but uh, let's that's what was so crazy story. about that. I know it's old, but that anyway, yeah, anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But if if you build your own, if if you do it yourself, and I think that's what's happening because we always complain about the Grammys getting it wrong because they don't really know what's going on in our culture. Uh, but like how they. At least when SZA should have got Best New Artist this year, everybody knew that, but she didn't, and it's like, they don't know what's going and on And they didn't award Jay-Z this year for 444. Yeah, they knew what that was about. Yeah. They, they didn't like his message. So, <laughs> you know, they gonna, they, it's going to be a white lash, a backlash, a black lash. You're going to be blackballed if you stand up. But what what they going to do? They're trying to hold on to the white supremacy. 
they should have known this black movie just broke. Black Panther had the highest pre-sales of any movie ever in the history of movies, period. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So it's like, come on now. It's that's done. A, that's, it's over. That's, that's a sign of the future. Marvel low-key been, because people are complaining. I got to acknowledge these people. Well, we don't have to acknowledge them, but I hear this murmur online when people getting mad saying that, oh, why, this is just a movie. What y'all, what y'all doing is for Allow us to exercise black love for a moment. Why Why are you mad that we enjoying this? I know Marvel getting the money for it, but you can't quantify what that vision is going to do for us. Every We talk about propaganda all the time. That's yeah. the best propaganda. They get they paid off us all the time. On, you, on, you, you talking on, the, on the iPhone. On, on the reality, reality TV. Yeah. And and the entertainment that we're receiving all the time. You complaining on Facebook? Do you own Facebook? Do black people own Facebook? Own, own. That you doing your rant on? They have Shut begun up. to start <laughs> censoring. They begin to censor. I'm tired of these people. Us, uh, let's build our own platforms and let's put our own message out there. But if the message is good, let's acknowledge it regardless of where it's coming from. But how, did you know that black people built up Marvel anyway? Remember that movie Blade? Yeah. I heard that Marvel was going out of business and then they made Blade and souped it back up. <laughs> yeah. It's like black we like performance enhancement drugs for everything yeah. creative. These so it's time for us to keep doing it and do it for ourselves also. Right. Anything else? We gotta announce it. We gotta announce Savings Day is February twenty is the twenty second to the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh twenty second to the fifth, twenty fifth in Chicago, Illinois. Go to NOI.org. Nationofislam.org, NOI.org, get more information about Savior's Day. You can register early for the workshops and also secure your ticket, and they're going fast. Also for Hip Hop Detox, uh, those tickets are pre sale $10, at the door they $20. But it's people coming from all over the nation, so. I don't. I got my ticket early. Yeah, get your ticket now, and it's gonna be children there, like Chicago natives are gonna be there. Yeah, the, you know, so the, the seats. It ain't a lot of seats, so you need to get your tickets That's now. Gonna be Friday the twenty third right. at the Harold Washington Cultural Center, eight p.m. eight p.m. And you can you can get you can go to their Facebook page is the best place. They have the link. It's the Hip Hop Detox Tenth Anniversary. So you search that on Facebook, and you can get your ticket now. All right. Tell them you heard about it on Business Building Blocks. Yeah, go comment on the page and say where you heard it. Oh, and if you're going to be in Savings Day and you have a business, come stop by our table. Or if you're just a vendor, come check us out hey, and tell us. say hello yeah. to us. We're going to have a booth set up, Business Building Blocks, nationproducts.com, and Wazir's Music. And go ahead and cop a, a single we got. We're going to have the, the copy of his album, Photon Fever. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can get an autographed copy. This is a collective. Now, imagine if you was around when Jay-Z dropped Reasonable Doubt and you could have met Jay-Z and got it. This is what you're looking at. CDs ain't going to be around forever, but I'm going to handwrite this for you. You're going to have this artifact because this is happening. This this train is moving forward. The business building box is moving forward. I'm going forward with my music. Nation Products is yeah. booming, selling books out, out yeah, the wazoo. You know, <laughs> there's a cause and effect. You know, you got to put some effort in. You reap what you sow. Right. So then we're being blessed from what the work that we're doing. And if you want to share in the success of, of this movement with the Business Building Blocks, we have a Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group. You can post your ads on the group. Go and like the page and follow us. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. And we are on YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. 
and become a part of this movement. All right. Well, this has been the Business Building Blocks podcast. You have the blocks, now get to building. See you next time. Have a safe stay.